Hey everybody, welcome back. Arcade Cozy. Cozy's Gamer on the Internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And we are coming back at you with a cavalcade of announcements. There's Off the wall, just bouncing. Just so boom, boom, stuff. boom. It's, so much stuff everywhere. happening. Yeah. We are so we are recording this in the midst of um Tokyo Game Show happening. Mm-hmm. Um, not a whole lot's come out of it, so there's not a whole lot for us to contribute there, but nope. it it kind of was like this week or two was kind of like a E3 fall edition, effectively. Yeah. Um, yeah. where, you know, we talked about it on the last episode, but you know, Ubisoft had their Assassin's Creed thing last weekend and then going into this week there was a nintendo direct and then sony said hey we're going to do a state of play right after that and then yeah, well, yeah. you know then there's going to be some like other just smatterings of news and the tokyo game show happens and capcom has a big thing and xbox doing this thing and like everybody's just throwing stuff into the vacuum and just spitting it out just it's, it's everything endless it's endless All they heard us when we were like, nothing's coming out during 2020 and 2021. And even during the summer, they're like, what's going on? There's no games being made there. It just gave us the finger and like, here's all the games that we've been making. Like, yeah, that's right. Get pwned. That's how it yeah. feels right now because <laughs> it's just, it is relentless, Chris. There is yeah. so, I'm like, when do, when am I going to have time to play any of these 40 different farm sims that have been released like on top of the five yakuza games on top it, it goes on and yeah. on yeah and on also next month thing. Corey, persona 5 coming back again play it oh, one switch. more time you got oh, it don't i'm gonna feel the itch in the back of my <laughs> spine don't encourage me um, but yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> ton of stuff going on with, um, which we're going to talk about today. Yes. Corey. yes. Um, yeah, to start off on the top, we're going to talk about some of the Nintendo direct. It was prophesized, prophesied, and oh. it happened and uh state of play. It happened. Yes. Yes. And then, uh, yeah, we'll probably some of the TGS stuff that's come out. We can kind of touch on that if there's anything great but if any you know if we miss anything just we'll we'll bring it up next time don't worry yep um but yeah then on the back end uh, what we've been playing you've we uh we put it off last week it's coming back around nothing's gonna stop us no amount of no amount of news no amount of whatever is gonna stop us from talking about all of the things that Corey has been playing namely re-farm sims yeah, You've been exactly. playing a lot of farm sims, Corey. <laughs> I have not been playing a lot of farm sims. <laughs> Don't lie to these people. <laughs> yeah, we'll be we'll we'll talk about it though. You, you can tell everybody about it. Um, okay, okay, but yeah, okay. Corey, um, let's start it off. Let's talk about the Nintendo Direct. Yes. Uh, re, you want to? I mean, we'll let's save some of the biggest stuff. But yeah, you uh, we we let okay. it off at the beginning. There are a lot of farm sims. There's um, so many farm sims. Yeah, it, it's it a. So for anybody who's unaware somewhat, you know, for the longest time, there was like, there was a, there was kind of a barren desert whenever it came to farm sims where like, you know, animal, like, well, uh, Harvest Moon kind of filled that gap for the longest time. And then, you know, Harvest Moon kind of like fell off, became Story of Seasons and, you know, just kind of was hit or miss whenever it came to like quality. 
um, Stardew came around and Stardew mm-hmm. kind of filled that itch. And then Animal Crossing, you know, different kind of thing, but, you know, really kind of fits into that vibe. And then all of a sudden, it seemed like over the last year or so, everybody's just like, this is what we're doing. Every, yeah. every game is going to be a farm sim. And so, you know, this Nintendo Direct, we saw um, a little bit more of Harvestella. A new game called Fay Farm, which is also yes. some sort of like magical farming sim thing. Um, a remake of a Harvest Moon slash Story yes. of Seasons from the GameCube mm-hmm. called uh, Wonderful Life uh, coming back, which yeah, I'm sure is exciting. But yeah. again, uh, same kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, a lot of. Plus, I mean, it doesn't, you know, at the same time, Disney Dreamlight Valley is also like oh. a big thing that's going on right now. And. Um, there's just a lot of that kind of stuff and as exciting and as good looking as some of those are, it's kind of like you have to, you have to choose a lane. Are you going to be a story of seasons guy? Or are you going to be a faith farm guy? Like, where are you, where are you going? With it? You have to, you have to choose. It's our you have real life splat fest. Yeah. At this yeah. Time. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm going to go any of those. A uh, faith farm actually does seem the most, um, appealing, I would say to me not harvestella harvestella also looks really good in the in the season of death yeah that's kind of the thing of the market for this was very undersaturated and now it's very oversaturated and it is a huge market i would say like farming sims are a gigantic um corner of the gaming world and that includes Farm Simulator as well, for those of you who do play yeah, yeah, Farm Simulator. Yeah. Um, you could say it is the, uh, oh, what's the, not the OG, but um, oh, I can't think of the word for it. But I, so much of this feels like it's coming off of the success that was Animal Crossing the New Horizons, which I think sits like number two all time on the Switch sales, maybe number three, right behind Mario Kart 8 and yep. Breath of the Wild, <clears throat> which is an absurd stat when you think of all the games that have come out since. And I think a lot of developers are just piggybacking off of it slash doing these remakes as well of the originals, just bring them to modern consoles, which is, it's just a good thing in my opinion, but it does feel like so many developers are just trying to get a foothold in this, that um, it's tough for any of them to really stand out. I think because at the end of the day, the core mechanic of it, it's always the same. It's just what flavor do you like really? Yeah. Um, well, and it's one, like what it reminds me of, um, is because I was in it at the time, but like Mm -hmm. World of Warcraft, whenever it launched, um, you know, World of Warcraft came out in 04, um, kind of hit its height probably in like the 08, 09 area. But like for that five year stretch, it was kind of like, you know, it was king in that space and continue. I mean, for a long time has continued to be like you know, the highest subscribe, like other than Final Fantasy 14 recently, yeah. you know, for the longest time, it's been just the thing for the forever. And I remember when I was actively playing World of Warcraft, those first five years, the number of games that were trying to cash in on the same sort of thing. I mean, you had like Guild Wars, the original came out, not like maybe within a year of the first World of Warcraft or a, whenever World of Warcraft first launched. We had like Lord of the Rings online. You had an Age of yeah. Conan 
online game. You had a Star Wars The Old Republic. You had a Star Trek online. You had, like, I think there was a game called, like, Tabula Rasa, which was, like, a sci-fi-themed one. You had, um, I think it was called, like, it wasn't, it wasn't RuneScape. It was, like, a, it was, like, something Rune, something, I don't know. Rune Factory? Um, it was Rune Factory. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that was the thing, because I remember yep. at the time just being like, God, like, and feeling that because I was really into that genre, I was like, I cannot play all of these. Mm-hmm. Like, who is this for that there are so many of these? Because nobody, nobody can keep up with every no. single one of them. Nobody no. can, nobody can play all of these. And I think, and that's the, that's the tough thing with it is like, there, yeah, there is a market for it, but also like the majority of gamers don't play tons and tons and tons of games. They usually have, one or two or three that yeah. they really set in. And so whenever mm-hmm. you release a dozen farming sims that all are roughly kind of the same, just with their own flavor, like people have to choose and ultimately like something's going to get left behind. Um, so, so yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see. And it's also just kind of fascinating to watch too. Um, considering, I mean, also considering the fact that like Stardew came out, I mean, what, like 2016, 20, I mean, it's not 2015, like 2015, 2016. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like Stardew's like a new thing. It's no. been around for a while. It's been on the switch for a while. It's been like, it's been actively played <laughs> very, you yep. know, very intently for a long time. So, you know, it's just a, it'll be interesting to see, um, just how like into it people get. I think people get really into it. I think you'll see, I mean, Harvestella looks like it will. I'm not going to, come out and be like oh yeah it's the next hit in the forming sim but it genuinely looks really good um i don't know if i will have time for it is that's my big one for that uh because i think the also one of the biggest things with farming sims is sims is that they are a time commitment because yeah. they usually take what six hours maybe more before they can like really hit their groove i would say um it isn't a thing where like in the first like hour or two it like you're going to be into like the flow of the game like you've played one you've played them all but each of them have a slightly different variation of mechanics and like things that it offers and they all take a while just to get going and so well, in it, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Sorry, I thought you were done. I didn't want to. I didn't want to cut you off. No, it just feel it feels very <laughs> difficult in my brain. Like, okay, I'm going to go put in, um, like I need to put in realistically eight hours into Harvestella. Oh, but yep. I also want to go check out uh, the story of seasons remake. But like that's going to be like another like eight hours. You have to sink into that as well to like get a real feel for it. That might just be me and my experience with it. Um, But it just feels like one of those things like they are such time commitments so much so that, you know, a lot of people probably have like majority on like their Stardew or Animal Crossing saves. Like people who dug into those are in the hundreds of hours for those. And, you know, and they, it's a great like run um, with it, like going through the seasons and like different like mechanics of the game. It just feels so difficult to then take 
bounce from that and go to another one and have to relearn all of like that game's mechanic and carry that for hours and hours. Yeah. Yeah. And so it just feels like an oversaturated market for a market that doesn't need to be because it it's so difficult. It's not difficult to get in. It's just such a commitment to. Those, those are my thoughts. Yeah. My thoughts. And, and same thing with something like a, like an MMO, like that, oh, yeah. that being kind of the same sort of thinking there. Um, but yeah, I mean, and that's one of the big things with Stardew is like Stardew is stuff. You can get into it pretty immediately. Like stuff takes a while to pick up, but one of the biggest like barriers time wise is just like a day in game takes like, 20 ish minutes so if, mm-hmm. if you want to go through a whole month you know with a month being 28 days in game i mean you're looking at like eight to ten hours for a month to there play through that and so mm-hmm. like you know yeah i mean it is a it is a commitment to like move through that game and see that progress similar to life similar yeah. to being a farmer you have yeah. to wait and see how things are patience patient. is, <laughs> it's, it is patience um but yeah, Corey, a lot of that stuff. Um, and to, to some of the games credit, because there was also like Rune Factory 3 Special. Yeah, there was yeah. Atelier Ryza 3. Um, to their credit, both of those series are very long running. I think Atelier yes. goes back to like the PS2. Um, Rune Factory obviously has been around for a long time. So um, there are some like legacies that are carrying over <laughs> here yeah. into that, but they just... They're just caught up in the crossfire. They just happen to also have some of the same mechanics. Um, but yeah, Corey, that that uh, that was the Nintendo Direct. Um, the state of play, Corey. Um, no, I'm no. I mean, I yeah. need you. Yeah, no. <laughs> Dial that back. I'm, I'm just kidding. Dial it back. Um, yeah, so, you know, there were, there were a couple. There were your usual small things, but... Right, right, right. The, the, uh, the Nintendo Direct had a couple of big swings um before before before, Corey. before um okay one of the one of the one of the negatives was you know we talked about on the last podcast like it was very strongly hinted that there would be a um like not even hinted it was like room like leaks are suggesting oh yeah that wind waker twilight princess uh metroid prime all of these are gonna have ports and remasters over on the switch like it's all but guaranteed, and then come the Nintendo Direct, none of those things happened. None of them. <laughs> none of those things were. I shown. feel like a fool. Yeah. Um, I feel like but, a big dumb dumb idiot. Yeah. Uh, but there were actually some like surprising things, considering like yes. Um, what what was what what was the thing that just got you hyped? Like the thing that was like, whoa! I did not see this coming. Who even? Knew? Okay, ooh, ah, I'm going to say the one that got me, that really caught me by surprise, and one mm-hmm. I'm very excited to talk about is Octopath Traveler 2. Yeah, boy. I would say caught me most by surprise. Um, we'll get into Fire Emblem in a bit, I imagine, but I had seen some early leaks of that um, a couple weeks ago, maybe yep. a couple months ago, I can't remember. So we, I knew that was coming down the line. It was Octopath that... I think we had questioned, like, will it get a sequel? Like, it did, like, okay. Um, people really liked it, but no one was, like, super hot on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but seeing that um, got me so excited. Mainly because 
Uh, well, let's talk about Octopath just for a very brief second. Um, yeah. Octopath, it is, you know, a 16 uh, bit or 8 bit, um, but like that old school GRPG look, combat, very, very good. I think the characters themselves are very, very good. Um, and their storylines are fairly engaging. I think some are very lacking and others are very interesting. And there's never really like one that's just okay. Uh, the biggest complaint I have, and the biggest complaint I've seen a lot of people has is that there's just no connectivity between the characters and it brings such a huge disconnect throughout of you have you slowly pick up party members but they don't ever acknowledge each other outside of like an odd like the lights go black and spotlights are on them and they have like this very stiff conversation and then that's it and you get one of those like every five hours kind of a thing um and so i think for me there was just a huge disconnect in between like gameplay and story and that i can never find like a good footing in between of like, I'm really enjoying this combat, but I'm never getting a break of it because there's no story for me to engage in outside of like very small, quick one to two minute quote unquote cut scenes with the character. Sometimes they're a little bit longer, um, but it never felt very in depth. Now Octopath 2, sorry, give your yeah. thoughts. Well, um, so yeah, Octopath, I mean, people, no octopath but yeah i mean that was that was kind of the big thing with octopath was that it was it was set up to let you play through it effectively in however you wanted, however you wanted. so yep. i mean you could pick any of the eight um starter character or any of the eight party members to start mm-hmm. with you could collect as many or as few of them as you wanted to mm-hmm. you could just play as that one and so the game was set up to where like if you're playing the main thing the characters weren't integrated into each other's stories very well because they the game i mean there was no way of knowing necessarily like yeah what combination of these characters were going to actually have um have interactions with each other um so yeah it was now you know slight kind of spoileries um, there was an overarching story yes. in yeah. Octopath that did ultimately culminate in like a kind of joined together like narrative, but it was very like it was very put to the side and also not something that you ever necessarily got to see. You had to go through mm. certain kind of quests and things like that to actually get that. Um, so, I mean, the the good and the bad, like. I loved Octopath. Like, mm-hmm. I wish it had some kind of joining stuff, but um, I loved Octopath regardless. This looks like more Octopath. And for better or worse, like, it, there's no real way of knowing, but it seems like it's being set up kind of the same way. So could potentially run into some of the same issues, um, but hard to tell. They, it was a trailer. They didn't really, I mean, it's the first time we see it. They didn't have, like, some in-depth sort of analysis for it. Um, but it's, it's there. That's that, that's what they're doing. So, yeah. Well, it, it did look like there was some like dialogue between characters outside of like that odd back, like spot that black, like spotlight yeah. area. It seems like there will be some more interconnectivity and this, it does give me 
the vibes of like the sequel is always better kind of a thing. Like a uh-huh. Octopath as a concept is great. And now that they've done it and can now like tweak and improve upon the like what was wrong, like the sequel is going to be the best version of it, i.e. Assassin's Creed 2 to Assassin's Creed. Um, I would say Red Dead 2 to Red Dead. Um, I mean, you can find, I think, plenty of examples. These are just the ones that are coming to my brain, like immediately of like, okay, we know like where to put our time and effort into this. We know what's really good, i.e. like the combat system. And we're just going to make this the best version of the game that we possibly can. And that's what I'm hoping comes from this because it, yeah, looked more Octopath, looked um, same beautiful art style, same beautiful music and sceneries, gorgeous. I, it's just all about can they like weave the story to drive it home, I think. Because I put it down after I think like 40 hours. I was like in the third act for probably like five, four or five of the main characters, but the grinding of it just wore me down with like little yeah. to no reason to keep going. It felt yeah. like, um, so if they can change that, it would be a huge win, but I'm, I'm very, very excited for it. And it's coming really soon. February yeah, comes out uh, in February. Yeah. So, um, yeah, amazing. I'm, I mean the stuff that stuck out to me, I mean, it does. Um, I pulled up the original trailer just to kind of like okay. pull things. And it does have notes in it about like intertwining stories again, mm-hmm. how like, how much does that like kind of do? Um, another interesting thing, apparently there's like a day and night cycle of oh, stuff. So cool. some of the like, you know, in the original game, characters had unique interactions that they could do with NPCs. Apparently that changes depending on time of day. Okay. Um, but it's, it's also, I mean, it's also interesting to me that the um, all of the classes are the same. So yes. they didn't, you know, they, it's new kind of like permutations of it. So like the warrior, for instance, looks like he's more of a samurai character as opposed to the big burly knight of the original Octopath. Um, the merchant, you know, in the original was, um, you know, this girl who lives in a seaside town and wants to ride a merchant ship. Merchant in this looks like a steampunk era, like yeah. almost kind of swindler looking yeah. guy. So, I mean, like, they're they're I'm interested in seeing how they kind of um how they kind of switch that up and what that looks like in comparison. But yeah, no, I'm really excited for it. And it's also, I mean, I'm excited that they're doing another proper sequel just considering yes. um because they did have like there was an Octopath on iOS and they've mm-hmm. done like a couple of offshoots of Octopath. Um so the fact that they're coming back to it in a big proper way is nice. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. I um, like it. What else caught your attention there, Chris? Um, you mentioned at the top, uh, Fire Emblem Engage. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... The ugliest hairstyle in Fire Emblem <laughs> history. So they showed... Yeah, so they had... Um, there was a leak a little while ago showing mm-hmm. some sort of, like, um, basically this. Like, characters in kind of, like, white garb that kind of had, like, a... I don't really know how to describe it. Kind of like a, like an academy kind of look ish to it, but it's like a fan, it's like a fantasy thing where it's kind of yeah. almost like a military academy style yeah. like look to it. Um, but it's it's been a while. But I mean, they were basically some stills. There wasn't much yeah, there information. Wasn't yeah, 
this is kind of a this is a um progression of that but effectively um it's a i mean it's a new fire emblem where uh i guess the big at least from the trailer the big uh stick here the big whatever it is the the big gimmick i guess is the word um is that previous fire emblem heroes like marth um other they effectively are going to kind of like show up as spirits in a way that can be merged with and kind of like you know take some of their powers and you know all that kind of stuff which seems like for one i mean seems strange in a way just in the fact that there's that level of continuity um but also just like potentially interesting just in like the combination of things like Mm -hmm. i'm always kind of i'm kind of always for that like whenever you have something where it's like geez like it just opens the door similar to how like that kind of opened my perspective for xenoblade chronicles 3 where it's like whoa look at all these class combinations and all these merging combinations Mm -hmm. like look at all this stuff you can do it's so cool um i will say like i mean i think there's i think there's a little bit of disappointment like you know coming out of three houses of it like you know not potentially i mean probably not having the same breadth of scope yeah um but i know but on the flip side i know there were a lot of people who were not like super into that approach and wanted more of a streamlined fire emblem experience and this mm-hmm. looks like that's what it's gonna be yeah. uh you know fire emblem which more than likely is gonna be wonderful um and a little bit more of like your straightforward normal story um but yeah the the worst hairstyles to exist oh, in yeah. this life um so very strange but you know also comes out very soon january january 20th, yeah 2023 excited yeah. yeah oh i'm very excited for it it looks i would agree with kind of all your statements outside of one um i could see it being very expansive mainly because it opens with they i i could be misquoting it now uh, if i remember right it says they pulled heroes from other worlds known as emblems is what they called them which uh-huh. is how marth gets there which you know parallel universe theory all of a sudden now with the fire emblem um that it's you know a bunch of different universes uh, which kind of makes sense um but it also has me thinking of like okay what if all of a sudden you are you are working in that heroes universe like trying to help them and all of a sudden boom yeah. new stories everywhere maybe i don't know that's possible just thinking. yeah it is my from what I've seen, just reading on Reddit, is most people agree that Fire Emblem trailers just suck uh, a lot, and they never yeah. look good, and can never really describe the feeling of how they play. And so, who knows what we're going to get? Um, also, it does seem like we do have a hub area similar um, to Three Houses, but uh, I don't think it's going to be like. It's not going to be a school. It just seems like a castle where like you almost operate out of more than anything. But I do appreciate that they're keeping like that aspect of it because it very much felt like a big win. Um, yeah. But yeah. Curious to see what all heroes they bring in or what emblems they bring in. If like Byleth will be in there, but you know, they've shown Marth. I'm sure we'll see um, like, was it? Is it Roy? Um, yeah. Um, so I pulled up the original trailer and I mean, it doesn't other than a couple like Marth and Celia, yes. Celica, Celica, I think. Um, 
there aren't any that show up in the game proper, but it has in the opening cinematic like this, this almost yeah. kind of like mythological mm. kind of like, like drawings uh. of the characters and Roy's in there. Mm. Uh, Luce, not Lucina, but, um, well, yeah, Lucina's in there. Yeah. Um, there's also looks like Ike maybe. Oh, um, <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're like the classic ones are in there. Yeah. Um, which is, interesting it's interesting just to see like again what is the what is the reach of that what are they going to do so i'm also curious with emerging because i'm like okay like let's be real here all fire emblem main heroes are sword boys and girls like they are they are mr sword people either they're a little bit quicker or they hit a little bit harder and they either have fire or they don't and I'm curious to see what that merging looks like because I'm like, there isn't a ton of difference. I know you'll get creative with it, but there's not a lot of variation outside of no one really. It's just some like Byleth has time powers and that's kind of about it. Yeah. I mean, in awakening, um, I mean, Krom was in awakening. And, yeah. Um, Lucina is in awakening. They're both sword people, but mm-hmm. Robin is also kind of like a, pseudo main character is more of a mage mm. type so fair, fair you know um but yeah i mean you're not there there's a reason that smash has all of these fire emblem characters being sword people they're all sword um people. yeah who knows um i'm excited about it though and also that, just the fact that it's coming out so so soon, soon is also very exciting um it's a it's a good time to be a tactics man Corey. because yes it is we're tactics lady um, yes, because Diefield Chronicle comes out next week. Oh um, my gosh, yeah, it does. New wow. Tactics Ogre, or yes. not new, but the remake of yeah. Tactics Ogre comes out in like a month. Yep. Um, Midnight Suns, December now, oh, and then oh, yeah. Fire Emblem. <laughs> Talk about oversaturating <laughs> a market. I know, <laughs> but the nice thing is they're all different. What? It's yeah, true. boy, sort of. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's exciting. Um, yes. And then, Corey, the yeah, big dog. Kirby's gone. Dreamland remake. The Kirby's big one. Kirby's Dreamland came out. Yeah, boy. Um, no, Corey. Pikmin 4, you dumb, dumb boy. What? Is coming in 2023. Oh, Get out of here. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So the big, so they're, despite not having a, um, no shade on Pikmin 4. I'm just not a huge. No, no I've never been into into Pikmin, so it's not really not really the most exciting thing for me. But no, feel, um, sorry, it does feel like Nintendo wants Pikmin to be a thing so bad, and people just really don't care. Some people really like Pikmin. It just what it never. I think it's Some the aesthetic people, for me. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the aesthetic for me. It just doesn't really hit. But it's also. I mean, it lands in the same camp as like. It could just have its moment. I mean, Fire sure. Emblem, to, to to its credit, Fire Emblem was that pre, you know, awakening and then, you know, pre three houses. I mean, it was like B tier, effectively, despite being good. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, despite not having Wind Waker or Twilight Princess, they did show uh, what was Breath of the Wild 2, what is now. Corey called Tears of the Kingdom. Tears? Tears? <laughs> Who knows? Tears. Um comes out May 
of next year. So yes. new name, new trailer, new release date. Corey, what did you think? Um, it's someone who's really been wanting to get into the Zelda series for a while. I mean, I, I my documents with Breath of the Wild are, I think, well published in this format. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, which, you know, I, I, I've you know, admitted I've come around like it is a great game. Um, it just it took me a long time to get there. Um, yeah. I am very excited for this because um, it feels like I'm going to be stepping. It, it's it's twofold. I'm stepping in with a new release where there will be discourse discussion and a bunch of people playing at the same time where I can really like poke around and like get help if I need. And two, it's okay. This is like a very good, like hopefully fingers crossed a good door to entry for the series as well. Cause I went yeah. in ice cold with breath of the wild and it again, took me like 20, 30 hours to really get like a good handle on it. Um, or not even get a good handle, reach a place where I was enjoying it. Um, and so overall looks really good. I've seen tons and tons of theories about it all wilder than the next all seem plausible because everyone, if you talk with a little bit of confidence, you might have me sold on a game theory. Um, yeah. but, uh, overall looks good. Very exciting. Coming may didn't get a ton of new gameplay. Um, they're definitely holding some secrets close to the chest, which is good. And I think with yeah. a game like this, um, you, they could not show anything else and just say it's coming. Was it May 10th? And I, it will sell so many copies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, I mean, I'm just excited that it's coming out um, for one. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it took this long. Um, but yeah, the, the real question though, Corey, is it tears or is it tears? I feel like it's tears solely for the fact that uh, Nintendo UK didn't live stream it due to the Queen's death Um, because they didn't want to upset um, the UK people. And it's hilarious that they just posted it after it was over on the channel. I'm like, what's the difference? Um, I mean, I get it, but also there's not really a difference. So I think it's tears of the kingdom based on that fact. I think it's, I mean, I would imagine it's both just because it's one of those like double kind of meanings. I mean, for me, like that was the thing was like, you know, I've heard Tears of the Kingdom. It looks like, you know, I'm sure there's like, it seems like it's going to have a little bit of a darker kind of bent to it. So I imagine there'll be some like, I imagine there'll be some tears. Mm -hmm. Um, But it also definitely seems like they're intending that to potentially also be tears, just given how much of like, how much of it seems like there's a sky world and there are pieces, pieces mm-hmm. of the kingdom literally yes. like floating yep. in the air and, and having been torn away. So um, really, I mean, super interesting just that they're going yep. that direction with it. Um, so I'm excited. Same. No, it, again, yeah. the, if I'm very excited, it's going to be um, what I'm viewing as my doorway back or my doorway into um the franchise as a whole and i'm very excited for it very nice Corey. uh then within moments uh playstation they showed off their own nintendo direct they did um, that they call the playstation play play, um 
what happened there that you were excited about? Honestly, it was a bit underwhelming, um, to be just frank out the gate. Um, How dare you? Do we want to save the Big Papa for last or get into that? Who's the Big Papa? That's what depends. Dude, don't, don't play with me like this. You know what the Big Papa is. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you mean Fat Thor? Or Fat Thor, do you yes. Mean, <laughs> um, yeah, we can, I mean... Honestly, like I, I kind of, so I didn't watch it live. I watched the Nintendo direct live. I yes. had a work thing right. during the state of play. So I actually like, I remembered partway during the work thing that the state of play was happening. Yeah. And then I was like, Oh, Oh shit. Like I need to, let me look up some stuff. What's going on. Um, and so I didn't, it's not like I was watching the stuff roll out, but whenever yeah. I was looking through some of the news, there was actually, I mean, there was some neat stuff. Like there was definitely not on the stuff. same level but yeah um i mean i was i was very excited to see so much of a yakuza presence yes, yes i'm very um, excited very very um, yeah thrilled. so for yeah so effectively they're coming out with three uh yakuza games over the next couple of years one being one being yakuza 8 or which was not announced it, at like, the state of play Right. Um, but like right within this yeah. window of time, like, um, you know, now I think they're transitioning the Yakuza series to just be called like a dragon, like a dragon. in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a dragon eight or whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also coming out with a remake of a game that came out like 10 years ago. It was a spinoff game called um, Ishin, um, which yeah, was it- like, yakuza characters in feudal japan so i think the the original version had like you were playing as a samurai kiryu um who's somebody else like he's not kiryu he's just the same character model Mm -hmm. um but this remake is in like is in the current engine and um also will have like characters that were in yakuza 7 like ichiban stuff like that um so that's happening and then there's also like a um there's another yakuza game that's supposed to be coming out next year as well that's supposed to be like a bridge in between yakuza 6 and 7 yeah um for kiryu so yeah well, tons of yakuza well did you see is because uh yakuza like a dragon 2 or like a dragon 8 whatever it's to be officially called will feature dual protagonist of uh, Kiryu and Ichiban, yeah. which is very exciting. Again, I still haven't played. I need to go back and just play the Yakuza series. Um, it's on my list. It's I think all of them are free to play now on uh, the PlayStation Extra subscription I have. Yeah, and um, but that I mean Kiryu through like a dragon. Um, it's like this mythological character. And when you come across him, I don't want to give out spoilers, but it's still treated as like a mythological, like this dude is, he's that guy, you know? So it's going to be super exciting for me to be able to play as this character I love in Ichiban, but also as the man, the myth, the legend Kiryu throughout it. Um, so that's super exciting. I didn't know that uh, Like a Dragon Ishin was a remake. I thought it was just like a spinoff that they were doing. So that's cool. Yeah, I wasn't super familiar, but um, yeah, apparently it was released only in Japan oh. back in 2014. 
um, and was built up as this like takes place in the eighteen hundreds and mm-hmm. you know is is like was kind of centered around like those characters that were a part of the Yakuza series at the time. And then now that it's coming out, you know, they're updating it to be more like as if it were coming out today Mm -hmm. and kind of, I guess I'm assuming it's kind of the same game and same style. It's going to be more, um, it's going to be the action oriented style of things. Um, but it's set in like a, you know, 200 years in the past right. with swords and stuff as opposed to fists. So, I mean, you're like straight up just slashing dudes. And I think you also have guns. <laughs> so it's just like that other game that was shown, uh, I believe a uh, Ronin. I can't remember the full title rise, of rise of the Ronin rise yeah. of the Ronin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which looks like, um, assassin's creed meets red dead. Um, meets Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, so the people that made Ninja Gaiden and most recently um, Neo, which is the Japanese Japanese Dark Souls game um, that's been around, um, they are making Rise of the Ronin, which, yeah, I mean, like, I think on the surface, whenever you hear about it, it's like, oh, this is going to be very, like, Ghost of Tsushima. But it really looks more like looks more Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed Japan yeah. more than anything. Like it seems like it's going that route, which honestly is kind of interesting considering it the is. fact that like I mean it, it's it's interesting considering Assassin's Creed from the beginning. It was like we need an Assassin's Creed Japan. We need oh, to be yeah. a ninja. people to talk about that. And since then like it's two thousand eight. Like please, like do it. Yeah. And then within a week. You have both the announcement of Assassin's Creed Japan and mm-hmm. a game that is effectively trying to take that mantle and be Assassin's Creed Japan. And will come out before it, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, will come out before it. Um, plus, I mean, and obviously it's different, but Ghost of Tsushima is also something that will, I imagine, continue and also kind of yeah. exists in, I mean, in a similar, seen- similar vein. I've seen uh, someone post uh, without going in super into it, but like Starker Punch is hiring for it or has been hiring yeah. for it for a while. And like it's yeah. in development. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's super neat. A couple other mm-hmm. like cleanup things they had. A um, little bit of PSVR two yeah. stuff that's coming yeah. out, um, which I mean, all signs point to PSVR two being cool, but who knows? Um, Project Eve, the, the yeah, like that, that stylish action sick. game from mm-hmm. that we saw like way back whenever, um, now has a new name. It's called Stellar Blade. Um, yeah, it kind of reminds me of Devil May Cry, but a little futuristic. Yeah. That's kind of the vibe yeah. I get. Which is yeah, good. Um, good. Yeah, which I'm all about more stylish action mm-hmm. games. Um, but yeah. There wasn't a ton more of that. The the mm-hmm. big thing that hit at the ends, um, more as if we needed it. But there's uh, there was some more. There was a big new God of War Ragnarok oh, trailer it, um, that it hits. Looks, um, it looks so good. It yeah, looks so good. Death can have me when it earns me. Bars, Chris. <laughs> Mother um, effing. Bars. Yeah. The, I mean, there were, but there were like 
a lot of just I mean, I, I think I think one would assume going into this game that you're going to see some big figures, given that this is the end of the like Norse yeah. arc here. Was, yeah. But, you know, Thor shows up, Tyr shows up, Odin, um, Odin shows up, the wolves that, oh, what a six that, um, you know, chase the sun and moon. They show up, you know, there's all these like big Norse mythological figures that are shown in the trailer. Um, super hype. Plus, you know, the fact that like there's been stuff coming out recently about like the dwarven world and like all of these yeah. different worlds that you're able to go into um, mm-hmm. just looks super. There's going to be a lot of cool stuff. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about it here in a bit because uh, we both have finished God of War now, but it yep. just it looks like it's going to be a substantially longer game because the original God of War is not long. I think I wrapped it at just like 15 hours um, of total play. And I really only focused on the main story Um, with everything that they are showing and everything that they haven't shown. This looks like it's going to be a significantly longer game. And I'm very much into that. Looks like there's going to be a lot more to it as well. A lot more mechanics, fundamentals, uh, world traveling. And it's it's just shaping up to like knock Elden Ring off its pedestal. That is a lot of hype and a lot of praise for a game that hasn't come out yet. But um, I'm very, very excited for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I mean, it isn't to say that I wasn't excited for God of War Ragnarok, but the recent playthrough of God of War mm-hmm. helped in getting me kind oh, of yeah. like Same. back into things again. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for it. Will it dethrone my goatee, the great Kirby Forgotten Lands? Who knows? Maybe. But it could. Probably not. But it Who could. knows? Um, yeah. But yeah, Corey. Um, anything else? Has anything else come over, out over the last couple of days that you're excited about? Um, not that I can think of. I mean, they announced uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song will be coming to consoles, which super cool. Yeah. Um, Which I think, I mean, I I was assuming, but I mean, it helps just given the, like the focus that Xbox game pass has kind of given to it. I think it helps Mm. just to kind of reiterate. Um, Outside of that, there wasn't really anything that caught my eye a ton. At least not, I can think of again. I thought the state of play was a little lacking. Um, Mainly it's just, the stuff we talked about on the Switch Direct, Yakuza 8 or Like a Dragon 2, um, all, yep. that's really my big, big things. Oh, wait, did you see that um, It Takes Two is coming to Switch? I did, and it looks like poo-poo. Um, it it looks like it runs like a brick. Uh, but yep. speaking of, um, I think it's, we should probably play that while we have time before Ragnarok. Yeah. It's true. We should. <laughs> yeah, well, we're planning to and doing a little thing about it, but um, yeah, definitely not on Switch because that looked like... It, it, this, looks, it looks like I would throw the game away. Just like, it's, it's not worth it. It's just... the Yeah, the Switch is showing its age at this point. I mean, it's definitely... And it's definitely a console, too, where... Which is true of most, and I don't pretend to be a developer, so I can't say, but it seems like one of those consoles where you, to, like, 
make stuff that is running really well, you have to know the console like intimately. Because like flip side, Splatoon 3 looks runs very well. So Breath of the Wild 2, at least from the trailers, looks like it's going to like just go. It's gonna run great on the Switch too. Um, That also releases on May 10th, 2023. Yeah. Well and that's that is also the (laughs) thing that um you know remains to be seen. But um but yeah, tunic, which was also shown off during the direct, oh, also yeah. looked like ass. Yeah. Um. So, um. You know, if that is Sifu, also showed up in there, did not oh, that look pretty. rough. Um, <laughs> I could not imagine <laughs> playing that game on Switch. I would not wish yeah. that on anyone. Yeah. So, um. So yeah, I mean, it's it it's getting a little long in the tooth, but you know, we'll see how that stuff. Yes. Yeah. Going forward. Um. Yeah. The only other thing that I've seen so far that like. I mean, it's not like I'm super duper hyped, but the Street Fighter Six stuff oh. I think has got me more excited for Street Fighter than I have been in a while. Um, just because, like, you know, I grew up on Street Fighter, but there, there. Um, I don't have like it's like I have like a bunch of people around me who are just wanting to like hop on Street Fighter and just fight me all the time. Like I used to play with my brother yeah. all the time, so it used to be this thing where we we would play together i would have like friends over we would play but like you know so that's kind of the thing is like i just haven't had the incentive never picked up five i think five you can get for free through playstation plus so it's not like um you know it's not a hard thing but like six has like what seems like kind of a more robust kind of like campaign mode there's like create a character thing um and it also seems like they're leaning more into some of the like some of the simplicity, like mm-hmm. where similar to, I mean, not in a similar way, but like Smash, for instance. Smash is very simple, like despite yep. having a very high skill ceiling, is very simple and just like it's it's A, it's side B, it's down B. It's like very simple button combinations to do things, and it seems like they're kind of leaning into doing that a little bit more, where it's like we we don't want you to have to remember you know, quarter turn back, quarter turn front, you know, left, left, this, whatever. Yeah. Like we want to streamline it to allow people to really kind of get to the point of what the game is. That's honestly kind of exciting for me because it's it's a barrier of fighting games is like remembering all of the combos and having to like navigate all of that stuff. Um so I'm excited about it. I mean that's you know maybe you maybe I can dunk on Corey. One day, maybe you know, just one day, just you and me. Let's go. Um, but yeah, I think that's. I mean, we'll. Um, who knows? I mean, later today, tomorrow, something. You know, something could come out that's like, uh, you know, the biggest news we've heard of. But um, but we'll cover that next time. For next now, time. though, mm-hmm. that's what we know. Yes. Um, Corey, let's take a break. Yes, momentarily, mm-hmm. and then when we come back. Uh, we will talk about what we've been playing. Yes. We've been playing things. Uh, right after this. And we're back. Um, Corey, I forgot to mention this. Um, I saw this and I thought of you. Have you heard of a game called Omega Strikers? No. Um, it's, I think, just hit beta on steam but it's made by like old 
League of Legends, guys, and it's basically like, what if League of Legends, but three-on-three soccer? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. It looks kind of neat, and the trailer is dope. Okay, okay, hold on, I'm pulling up the trailer now, pulling up the trailer now. All right, all right, okay. It has a very, like, has a very MOBA look to it, so you can definitely see that influence, but it seems like it's very just, like, you know, unique heroes, fast, quick, little soccer matches and stuff, and I don't know, kind of seems neat. Is the audio playing uh, through your headphones? Uh, I have it muted. Um, okay. Right now, it was earlier, but okay. My, uh, I... all right, all right. I'm looking through some of the photos now. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I didn't want to play a full um, trailer if it was going to come through. So, oh no, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, yeah. Look hmm. at it. Take a look. It oh, seems like it, it could I'll be could be up your alley. Um, but remains to be seen if it will ever hit consoles. It said Steam and then coming to iOS and Android. So I don't know Ooh. what that means or yeah, see what that's like <laughs> or anything else. But yeah, we'll see. Um, Corey, you have been playing things lately. Yeah, so what have you been playing lately? Yeah, oh, good stuff. Well, um, let's. Uh, okay, we got to structure this well. Um, and so why don't we go ahead and talk, uh, God of War 2018, if you're down, yeah, since yeah, we both yeah. uh, finished that. Um, yeah. so as we were saying earlier, we both finished God of War 2018 and yeah. a second time through, um, I think especially knowing how it ends, um, is so much more satisfying to play through. Uh, don't want to go into too many spoilers, but just watching the journey of Kratos and Atreus or Atreus, um, throughout, I think is a wonderfully touching story of a father who's trying to do better and also trying to come to grips with who he was at the same time. And I don't know. I just found it very heartwarming, phenomenal and a, a thrilling ride and i don't know if it's a hot take but atreus is the best video game side character there is that young man is an absolute unit by the end of the game not even by the end oh, yeah. halfway through i'm like you are wrecking people you are oh, yeah. choking people out while i am taking my amazing axe and just throwing it through their body it's yeah. sick um yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, it's a great game. There's a reason why it's so lauded, and playing it again just like reaffirmed everything about it um, for me. Yeah, and it definitely. I mean, when I played, because I played God of War originally back in 2018, whenever it released at the time, uh, my wife and I had been married for like a year and a half, mm-hmm. and we had no children. And now we've been married for almost six years and we have a children. Mm-hmm. A child. Um, <laughs> we have a child. Um, and so, like, you know, having the dad perspective going into it was interesting um, just because it was like, because, I mean, you know, my daughter's a toddler. Mm-hmm. She's not a she's not a teenager who's like coming into her own. But like seeing some of those things was like interesting, like being able to kind of like 
see that dynamic, see some of those frustrations, see from both ends, both mm-hmm. from Kratos and Atreus, like seeing a lot of that kind of stuff take place. Like it really did in my, I mean, in my mind, kind of like deepen. I know some people were not like super hot on dad Kratos. Like they wanted yeah. the murder machine, um, which he still is, yeah. but like, you know, I, I think that it does like, yeah, I think that it does deepen that story um, to give him some humanity and some character and to give him something beyond just this rage machine that he was. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very excited about the follow up, just, you know, continuing to see that relationship develop and um, and also kind of seeing the core conflict, because like, you know, I mean, it's not a spoiler so much but like you know most of god of war there's plenty of conflict there that just comes from atreus growing up yeah and like maturing Mm -hmm. like there is more than enough of it of just like him being at war with himself and so like i feel like by the end of the game he has a pretty good sense of his self and his upbringing and so like seeing what that looks like going forward like what sort of in the end kind of hints to like what's some of that could look like Mm -hmm. going into a second game, but like, you know, seeing him be more mature going into this, it'll be interesting to see like, um, what kind of strife potentially erupts out of Kratos and Atreus. Well, now I, I think, and, um, uh, at the end of 2018s or t- like right at the end, they, they kind of see a mural with like some stuff that happens through the game. And that uh, Atreus says, Oh, look, it's our story. And Kratos says, no, it's your story. Um, right. which I think is a big thing, especially looking at the trailers for Ragnarok, this very much, and I'm not going to be shocked at all. Uh, when we end up playing as Atreus in the sequel, um, whether for a brief period, kind of like how it was in Last of Us Part One, where you're Ellie for a chapter, um, yep. I I fully expect that to be a thing because it very much like this is like his journey. Um, there, yep. there's a point also in the trailer. Um, this is, I'm going to pull back to 2018 with this, but he, you know, Atreus is like, you have to trust me, and he was like, I do. And he's like, well, you don't believe anything. He's like, well, I'm still here with you. And I think that's like one of the big things in uh, 2018 is that uh, Kratos is doing, s- Atreus is doing so much to earn his dad's trust throughout. Yeah. And by the end, he does. But it's not a like trying to like an equal trust. It's like, I find like you are growing to the man, like, like I'm going to need you to be kind of a thing because we are like definitely not in a good like situation here. Like we're going to need each other. And if, and that dynamic changing to where it very much feels like it's going to flip where Atreus is like, I need you to be the man. Like you, like you have to be in this or we're not making out of it. And this dynamic of it definitely feels like Atreus is going to take the reins in the sequel and seeing his growth in this one, because he starts off a little whiny becomes pretty cool gets really bad and then is just the best by the end in my opinion is a very like taxing journey at times with him Mm -hmm. um but it feels so earned and rewarding by the end as well as he um just slowly becomes a person as he truly figures out who he is as his father 
kind of tears down his own walls throughout the game. Um, it's just masterful storytelling through 2018's um, combat is impeccable. Um, and I, I just loved it. I'm so excited to see how the story continues. Um, but like, if you haven't played God of War 2018, like it's an absolute must play. It's just, it is so, so good. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, um, I'm excited for it. It definitely does give off big, like, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's also no secret that last of us was kind of ultimately positioned as Ellie's story, Mm -hmm. you know, all along. And so it does, it does have that same sort of bent, like, you know, this, it's definitely setting it up to be more of Atreus's story. Um, so seeing what that looks like going forward, it's exciting. Um, but yeah, Corey, what have you been playing? Um, I recently picked up uh, Splatoon three. Um, what? yeah. And it's, uh, really, really good. And I want to talk about that because I know you are a, a Splatoon fanboy, a Splatoon a stan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. I, so it's funny because I haven't played like, a, and I mentioned this before, like I haven't played a ton, a ton of Splatoon. I've played, I've probably put into, I played the first and the second Splatoon, mm-hmm. but I probably only put in maybe like 20 to 25 hours in each, which is like not small amount, but it's also like, it's a multiplayer focused game. And like, with games like that, it's not really, yeah, I mean, it's, it's enough to kind of get a sense of it, but it's not like the people who are putting in hundreds of hours or, you know, whatever. Um, and I attribute a lot of that to the fact that it was just like, you know, peak with Splatoon 2, especially it was like peak Overwatch time. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, there was there was all this other there were these other multiplayer games going back to like stuff competing for your attention. There's tons of other stuff going on. And right now, like there hasn't been a whole lot of that in my life. So I've been I've reasonably been getting into Splatoon 3. Um, and also, too, I mean, it's. And, you know, I'm interested to hear, like, your take on this and kind of, like, your perspective, but one of the things that I feel like is a legitimate struggle with Splatoon, especially as, like, a somebody who's played shooters in the past, is that, like, there there's a decent learning curve of, like, figuring out mm-hmm. what is happening. Because there's a lot of, like, you, part of it is just really kind of navigating the differences because it isn't just like isn't just point and shoot and you win it is very like there is a lot of different moving parts with how like things are inked and how things interact with each other and how different weapons work and you know here's a paintbrush and here's a roller and here's a bucket of paint and or ink or you know like there's a lot of different stuff and so like I feel like with Splatoon 3, I feel like I never got into this place with Splatoon 2, but in Splatoon 3, I feel like I've kind of gotten into a groove. Like, I've kind of figured out, mm-hmm. like, my kind of loadout set. And so I am getting into this groove where it's like, okay, now I'm, now I'm, now I'm refining it. Now I'm, now I'm getting into the stuff where I'm, like, becoming better, maybe. I don't know. Hopefully. Yeah. But, uh, I'm... Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm enjoying it a lot. 
Well, nice. Um, I mean, I'm I'm new to it, so I didn't play Splatoon 1 or Splatoon 2, but I picked up 3 because you sold me on it. I need to sign up for Splatfest. Uh, I don't know how yep. to do that or pick a team. Uh, so whenever you go into, it should be, have you logged into the game in the last like day or so? Uh, I played it yesterday. Uh, okay. I think it just, because they had like a patch last night. Okay. Um, I think it just went live today because I hopped on for a couple of matches like this morning. Okay. Um, but yeah, effectively, like whenever you come in, <clears throat> there will be like the usual mm-hmm. splat cast and it'll interrupt and they'll do like a oh, splat fest is coming. And like in the in the hub area, there's like construction happening where they're building the state because during the splat gotcha. fest, cool. basically during the splat fest, like that whole area becomes basically like a concert, like an outdoor gotcha. festival. Okay. So like the, they're putting on music. So like in this like build up stage, quote unquote, they're building the stage and everything. And you can sign up for your team there. You just, there's like a little stall off to the side and you can choose your team. Um, I am team. What did I pick? Team gear. Okay. So, so yeah, they're doing, they're doing a splat fest this time. It's, I mean, that was one of the big gimmicks with Splatoon 3 is that Splatfest are three-way yeah. now instead of the usual Love like it. one one v one. Um so with this, it's the first one that they're doing is um what would you take with you to a deserted island? You would you take gear, like yeah. a shovel, sleeping bag, tent, whatever. Would you take grub? Food. Uh like food, or would you take games, fun, team fun? Um, so I'm team to fun. entertain yourself with. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to at um, least go out. Um, loving life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I very much landed on the only thing that made sense to me was team gear. Cause I was like, well, like I'll, I'll figure out how to hunt and I'll figure out how to have fun, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at least I'll be prepared for it. Um, so that's what I'm going with. I'm excited to kind of see how that runs out. Um, how that does like it'll, It'll take place next weekend, but, um, but yeah, you're having fun with it though. Have yeah. you done any of the, have you done like salmon run or any of the story? Or no, I haven't. I've, I've just focused on like the main, um, turf war so far. I've done yep. probably like eight matches. Um, okay. I was getting my cheeks absolutely smacked for the first couple yep. because yep. going into what you're saying, I think it's learning curve is very steep. Um, yep. it's not too different from, um, a normal shooter in, in terms of like, you know, aim at the target and shoot. Um, I did take off yep. the motion control and went with analog and I found that far, far, uh, better. Um, yep. but the idea of painting on like you, you paint the turf, essentially, you know, you're trying to have the most amount of paint, you know, your guns shoot paint, uh, your rollers shoot paint and it covers the floor. Uh, it runs beautifully well. In my opinion, I haven't had any issues with that. Um, yeah. but it's a, it's a double layered combat encounter. Essentially it's, mm-hmm. I need to cover as much ground with paint as I can, but also have to be very aware of the enemy team sneaking up on me, rolling up on me in a group, if they're very well coordinated, so on and so forth. And it is, it's very difficult to get into, very difficult to get used to because they're like the tutorial it gives doesn't prep you for that at all. It just shows you kind of how to move around and kind of how to shoot. And it gives you no real um, 
time to learn how a game is actually played. So it was probably about my fifth where I finally won a game and finally really understood also when I switched to the roller, it made such a huge difference for me in terms of my game's gameplay. And as I understand, like each gun, you were describing it to me as well, um, like plays very differently, offers different like tactical, like in terms of like paint and how like you take down enemies in different ways, offers different like perks and cons. And I found using rollers is so much more effective for me because I'm kind of focused on being a support guy because I'm not the best at shooters. Um, And so I'm just like, let me put down as much paint as possible. And I found like when I'm doing that, I'm oftentimes trying to paint it where other people are and they're going to come to me and I mm-hmm. can, instead of having to worry about aiming and hitting them, they're rolling up on me. I can just hit the, like melee them fairly quickly, sink back into the paint because you can like turn into squid form and like go through the paint very quickly um, yep. and kind of maneuver around that way. And I found that to be a far better way for me to play and also ease myself into it. And I kind of wish that they started you with melee. Um, but again, that this is my preference. So there is bias to it, but it feels so much more easier to understand what I'm doing and how to yeah. build up my special attack and, and how to like really like understand like, Oh, I'm trying to put as much paint down the ground as possible because my kills don't matter extensively i'm just trying to take them out so i can cover more ground or force them to back up kind of a thing and so i found it very fun very engaging i just wish there was a little bit more tutorial a little bit more help into getting you there um but all around it's very good this is it's very new for me i'm gonna keep playing i really really enjoyed it um it seems very fairly streamlined and simple to play with friends play online um there doesn't seem to be tons of like its quality of life is very good i would say um so uh if you're on the fence i would say you know go for it i wish it had a demo i would say i I don't regret buying it uh, but i do wish it was like hey we're gonna give you like a five-hour demo for the game or something along those lines I think that would go a long way for a game like this Mm -hmm. and definitely opening up the door for people. But for Nintendo's quote unquote, like first party shooter, it's really good. I really, really dig it. Um, So yeah, Splatoon 3, it's, it's solid, man. Yeah. It's really good. It, um, yeah. And it's a, it definitely is a strange thing because whenever you come from something like Call of Duty or Overwatch or something like that, I mean, it is, like there's strategy, but a lot of what you are doing functionally is pretty like you can understand. Mm-hmm. Like even if you don't understand like the strategy and mechanics like of how to execute that immediately, you understand like that core kind of loop. But that is the difference with Splatoon is that there the loop is very different where you are having to focus on enemies, but also like even in modes where you're not doing trying to cover as much turf as possible, like you move slowly and actively get hurt in the other mm-hmm. colors. Yes. Ink. So, you know, you don't want to be surrounded by that. You're actively trying to create, you also move faster and can dive down and yeah. swim through your own color. So you're still wanting to paint that. And yeah, it's a, the, the people that play Splatoon, like they are another kind. Oh yeah. Because like there, there are some people that go hard. Oh, I was getting wrecked even when I yeah. was like understanding what was happening. Oh yeah. Well, and it's funny too, because like the people who are the best, like across the board, 
they use motion controls. I like the the people who are the best, like they've figured out how to use it. There's a reason that it defaults you to that is because it's like the preferred way of doing it. But there is such a barrier. Like there are plenty of people who are like, I just have to come to terms with I will never be the best at Splatoon because I can never break into the into the motion controls. I and I tried. Like I tried for a couple of games. I was like, I was like, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna see if it clicks. Could not do it. Could not break my brain in the way to make that work. Um but yeah, I'm enjoying it. I have been going hard with the splatter shot, which is like mm. the second gun you get. Yep. Um I just kind of came back around to it. Um but have been loving it. Nice. Because nice. the loadout is like great. Things like it, I mean it just functions really well. Um yeah, that's one of the and that's one of the things too that takes time to adjust is like every loadout is locked so it's like here's your gun here is your side your sub weapon here's your special there's no combining it so you have to there are multiple permutations where it's like okay there are five six seven different roll like loadouts with a roller but it's finding the one that like clicks for you that works um so that's also kind of a tough thing you know find a find a weapon you love but then you know you're not super hot about the other parts and it kind of throws you off your game but yeah loving it a lot very much enjoying it mm, same so good yeah yeah um what else have you been playing Corey? um i'm on chapter three of xenoblaze chronicles three um what it's still um so it's one of those things where i think i might hold out till i finish it to give a really encompassing thought on it but i'm really digging it i my biggest complaint is it it still it treats me like not like a child but as if it has (laughs) to it just over explains everything there's so many tutorials and it's like we want you to now do this one thing that we've taught you you're going to now do it with every character and you have to do it with every character kind of a thing prove to us that you can do it before it'll let you like exit a menu and there's many times where i'm like i just want to play this game please just let me play it it's so good stop like shoving stuff down my not like force like feeding me stuff um so that's my biggest complaint but overall it's yeah i'm still really really enjoying it the combat slowly clicking it's making a lot more sense to me um it's developed in a way to where i'm like oh wow this is like you can develop like a really solid rhythm um which is good and so yeah I'm digging it. Very nice. I'm enjoying it. Sweet. I'll th- I'll wait to hold my full thoughts on it till once I beat it, which could be a long time from now. Um, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> it is a behemoth of a game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good. But that's Sweet. about it. I have been playing Heart Gold. I talked a little bit about that last week. Yep. Um I've wrapped up the second gym and so moved my way on to the third still hitting all the childhood core memories and it's um love it it's good that's another one i'll probably hold back more thoughts until i finish that one and i might finish that one relatively soon i don't know I, yeah. yeah i can feel its tether i have my ds right here because i was playing oh, it before we started um look at you so 
yeah, that is that's kind of about my my end. I'm looking to start something on my PlayStation. Looking for it takes two with you, but um, no, no. <laughs> um, I have um, felt that cyberpunk itch, but also they announced that yeah. DLC where I'm like, do I just wait till that drops and play it all at once, or do I care that much? I don't know. I don't well, know. There's also the cyberpunk anime that just came out too. And yeah, there's that's a, true. Cyberpunk's having a having a moment. Um, yeah. but Corey, if you're looking for a small PlayStation game, might I recommend tiny Ken? You may, sir. I, yeah. So I, um, finished this, I finished this like last week yeah. before I started Splatoon. Um, cause I was looking for something kind of in the middle and I heard about it on the min max podcast. They were all raving about it. Nice. So I was like, okay, let me give it a shot. Um, had not heard of it prior. Um, but effectively, like it is a, it is kind of like a Pikmin game with almost kind of like a Paper Mario art style. Okay. In a way. Like flat characters. Um, but if essentially you are like the gist of it is you are a character named Milo who lives on another planet. You are descended from humanity effectively. Okay. And believe that humans did not originate on your planet. So you travel to earth and whenever you get there, you are tiny and everybody's gone. The only people there are, well, not people, they're bugs. And, uh, it time has essentially stopped since 1991. Um, and so you are trying to unravel this mystery. You were in this guy's house. His name is, uh, Ardwin. Um, and you are kind of like interacting, going through these different rooms. Like each of the worlds is a different room. It's like, oh, this is his living room, or this is his bathroom, or this is his greenhouse, or whatever. And you're meeting all these different bugs that are like kind of ha- they have this mythology about this character, this man, um, who lives in this house of like, oh, Arduin, this great man. He like this is the music he listened to. This is the, this is the cake he used to make. These are the things that he did. And it's like, you know, these competing ideologies between the ants and the shield bugs and the praying mantises and the hornets. And like all of them just have different beliefs about like this whole thing. And so it like, it has this very like rich kind of story where you're going world room to room and they're kind of set up like, you know, in the living room is almost kind of like a religious city. Okay. And then um, you go over to the bathroom and it's almost kind of like a party city. Like, you know, there's um, the, you go to the bedroom and it's like a theme park and, you know, it's all this kind of stuff. But it's very like it is very. It feels like an old banjo kazooie or okay. something like in yeah. in thought like it is a it's a collective thon sort of game where you're effectively like going into a world solving a core problem and then moving on but there are a lot of like hidden collectibles and things other things to do um so you know for example like it'll, it'll be a thing where the first world is the living room and it's like okay we're you know we want to put ardwin's music on the record player so everybody can hear it um, so you have to get this like, well, it's not a record play. It's a CD player. So you have to get the CD up to the stereo. 
You also have to get power to the stereo. Mm-hmm. You have to do these like things. Um, so that's kind of the core puzzle thing. And that's where like your tiny kin characters come. Okay. There are all these okay. like similar to Pikmin. Like they're yeah. these tiny characters that you collect and follow you around world to world um, that help you solve the problem. So like one of one color of them, they lift heavy objects and you need them to carry things from place to place. One color of them like explodes. You use them to blow up the doors. Um, You know, one group of them stack on top of each other. So you can use them like a ladder. Um, So you're doing all of these different things and there's like, you're solving these these puzzles and like, yeah, legitimately at the core of it, like it is not a hard game um but it's just it's super like music was surprisingly really good the overall vibe of everything was just super wonderful and legitimately like i fell in love with the game hard it was like i am really enjoying what it's doing um just usually i'm not super into the like tiny people big world kind of aesthetic like it's not really it's not something that draws me in um, but the whole just like I think it was the I think it was the aesthetic, the look of things, the art style, like is really solid. It has great art direction, it's great music, great atmosphere. Um and it's also like it's pretty brief. Like I ended up platinuming it yeah, and it did. took me eight hours. Oh wow. Um Dang, okay. Yeah. Um the biggest barrier being like you have to to get the platinum, you have to collect everything Uh, so like that and whenever i was playing it like especially so the game came out on august 30th i was playing it like september the 5th or something and like i would try to look up and it would because like the main collectible is pollen so these little clumps of pollen that you're trying to get to this bug to like bottle up um and you don't have to collect you don't have you collect about half of them to get like the the reward for collecting Mm -hmm. but to get the trophy for collecting them you have to collect them all and there's no indicator of where they are so you have to and it's like 1600 in a world or something and so it's like you know it it can in whenever i would look it up and be like okay uh maybe there maybe somebody has like some advice or walk through there's just nothing no yet yeah <laughs> nobody, it's a small game and like nobody had played it um but whenever it came to the core game yeah no it's um straightforward just really charming i enjoyed it a lot nice dude this sounds awesome yeah uh, yeah i saw yeah. that you you were playing that and platinum did and i've heard good things from you a couple of good things from others and who knows i might i might play it probably not but you never know uh, the fact it's that it's short is very appealing to me yeah yeah it um yeah it was i mean had i not gone for the platinum it would have taken me um five to six yeah the hours. fact that i can like um, probably boot it up today and be done on sunday is a very appealing yeah. thought oh yeah um so i enjoyed it it was i mean huge surprise nice. um just in how much i enjoyed it but um and legitimately honestly like we talked about pikmin 4 yep. earlier like i don't love the aesthetic of pikmin 4 mm-hmm. or just pikmin in general but it's um playing this made me more likely to want to play pikmin okay. just because of how okay. much i enjoyed the overall arc of things here that's so. a promising statement yeah. I'll, yeah I'll consider it you haven't led me astray yet so 
I am. Mm-hmm. I do my best. Who knows? I try to have a hit. I try to bat a thousand if I can. I mean, you you are so far. So I would oh, I, yeah. I, I would yeah. I would say um, your opinion is always very close to being right. Oh well, thank you so much, uh, Corey. But yeah, have uh, do you have anything else for us? Um, not that I am aware of at the moment. No, I don't think I have anything else. I'm on book 13 of 14 of Wheel of Time. Um, so I am, I'm, I can't see the finish line. It's around the next corner, but man, I am so close and man, is it so good. Um, Look at you. Yeah. But uh, you got anything else for us, Chris? Not today. Wow. Nope. Just. <laughs> That's all, folks. I, yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> um, but no. Yeah. Corey. Um, yeah. Next week. Um, maybe more announcements. Who knows? Probably at, the, at this rate. Yeah. There'll be more announcements. Um, yeah. There'll be something for sure. But yeah, Corey. Until then, um, where can people find you? Oh, on the people can find me over on uh, Instagram at hash slinging thrasher or over on Twitter at stay thrashy. But as always, follow our Twitter account, arcade underscore cozy. Um, in addition, go and uh, leave a, a rating and review on wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, always helps grow the show. Um, share it with friends. Share it with uh, strangers. Um, don't be an evangelist and shove it down people's throats. But, you know, feel free to just throw it in there if they like video games. Um, but you can if you would like. I mean, we won't dictate. I mean, I don't dictate your life. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> where can where can they find you, Chris? Um, you can find me at four point pixel on Instagram at Swiss One Joe on Twitter. Um, you can find us at Arcade Cozy on Instagram. Also, uh, side note: there is a free demo on the Switch for Tiny Ken. So if you want to try it, um, you can do that. There it is. Um, Sold. Yeah. Our music is brought to you by Johnny Be Good 89 on Instagram. Friend of the show. And uh, yeah, Corey, um, I hope you have a wonderful week, sir. You too, man. Enjoy it. Enjoy your weekend. And uh, I'm excited to play more games. It's going to be good. Yeah. Really fun. Yeah. Um, This has been Arcade Cozy. Life is hectic. Why should your hobbies be too? Mm, yeah. Let's go. We love you guys. Have a good one.